Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and your dungeon master for this thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me here today, we have... Daniel, playing Ched Fleek. Hey, Hall, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Farrock. I'm Matt, and I play Lael. Waffle, playing the Baron of Billowing Clouds. Before we dive into our recap... Uh, I unfortunately am going to have to say that this is the final episode of The Alchemist Club before my brief hiatus from the world of podcasting. Uh, After this episode, you will be getting content from still in the same place, but I believe that Waffle is going to be dungeon mastering for a little while, joined by a motley crew of shenaniganry uh which means that the rest of the party is his problem and not mine for a little bit weep oh wretched scum of the earth i'm very been lost very excited to get to listen to these episodes when they're posted (laughs) so that i can finally learn what waffle is like as a dungeon master fate fate keeps me from participating so it shall be. I've got a character idea that I'll tease at the end. You can't, because you'll ruin my foreshadowing and cliffhanger. If you're going to tease oh. the character, do it now. Nah, we'll leave it. It's okay. fine. <laughs> um, so, The Alchemist Club is not going away. Uh, there will still be episodes here. I am hoping to be kind of settled and back into writing, recording, and editing by the end of August, at the latest, I may get back into things sooner, but I'm finishing my PhD dissertation, defending it, then moving to Kentucky and starting a new job as a professor, so I have to learn all of the material that I'm going to be teaching, get the syllabus and the curriculum down, and I'm not sure how much time I'll have to dedicate to the production of a, of a podcast in that space. So... We're looking at, I'm, I'm hoping to be back on as your Dungeon Master, if people want me to continue being their Dungeon Master, by uh, yes. by the end of August. Don't don't question that. I'm not going to let you question that. I, I love everybody in this group, and I will gladly Dungeon Master myself or serve as a player for someone else's Dungeon Master, but yes, you better come back. I am especially, planning. Yeah, especially whatever this cliffhanger is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, well... Uh, so there's there's that announcement. Um, I will be leaving you in Waffle's capable, capricious, and cruel hands uh, after the conclusion of this episode, and I will be back at some point in the future. Hopefully not longer than a few months. Uh, was there any other news? I don't think so. We don't have any mail, because we just went through our letters that we got earlier we're doing a a double recording here so who wants to give us a recap of what happened last time uh we retrieved the crystallized eggs from their uh cylinder room and cylindrical i did it (laughs) uh we employed the dwarves in their uh their niche which is mining and they were very effective, and they did their job excellently, and they got all the lovely eggs out that were going to go sell at some point, presumably. Um, and then I collected a few other samples from the tree ship. Uh, it was a very straightforward process, and nothing else needs to be said of it. <laughs> and um, then I believe uh, Basil and or Ivy had a proclamation for us. Indeed. Yes. So, Basil and Ivy, uh, for those of you who aren't down dissecting rock biters and squirting their acid onto things, uh, exited their cottage and announced that they had the results of the science exclamation point that they had been doing on the samples of the petrified tree ship. And they uh, sort of bring some various 
beakers out and gesture towards them and say, well, it looks like, from what we can tell, what's happened here is that every ounce of magical energy has been drained out of this. And they kind of wave their hands at the island underneath Teliferous. And when all of the magical energy was drained, uh, all of the life energy was then siphoned out. We think that this is the Mythal doing this. When it was disrupted during the hatching, it got corrupted somehow, but not shut down entirely like the other Mythals that uh, we have read about. And rather than you know, shutting down and turning off and basically going away forever, it instead tried to sustain its own magical energies by essentially draining everything around it. So this entire island has been turned into a uniform substance, and they hold up like a, a bag of stone powder by the continued exertions of the mythol as it tried to keep itself functional, essentially. Huh. Okay. So, um, I guess the million dollar question is, is there any way to reverse it? They exchange a glance. Um, and it's possible, possible, she holds up a finger, Ivy does, we don't know for certain, and it's probably a bad idea to try, that if you infused the mythol with enough magical energies that it could stabilize itself again, that it would return things to their natural state. Alternately, it might just drain whatever you feed to it, and everything would stay the same. Hmm. Okay. But we have to try. What? Do you? Do you yes. have to try? No. Yes. No. Why, why do we have to try, Desmond? Because then we would have a tree ship. Because we have a tree ship. We already have one. Then we would yeah. have another tree ship. We, look. We can barely we, manage one. Yeah. <laughs> just call it a premonition. We just manned one. Dwarfed. Dwarfed one. Yeah, sorry. Is anyone else tired Dang. of Desmond's premonitions and doing things? Without... <laughs> yes. Yes. I just try not to think about it. You're very good at it. What, um... I mean, I'm not really a magic scholar by any means. What's the sort of magnitude of magical power we're talking here? Like, I assume it's going to be more than tossing in a couple magic items. Correct. We, without going down to study the mythol directly, and we are not doing that. Fair. Um, it's difficult to say, because we're not sure what the extent of the damage is. But in the past, and as you have some experience with yourselves, mythols were constructs of incredible magical energy. Capable of yeah, they're pretty good. powering a tree ship or an entire elven city. So why why don't you want to go down there? Is there like a magic Geiger counter we haven't been using? We've been exposing ourselves to dangerous levels of some kind of magical energy, and now Chad, it, whatever. I mean, I know, we're ha I know we've got hatchling blood, yeah, but like, do we need more? <laughs> do we need more mutations? We can't get more cancerous. Like, uh, can't we though? No. We're. I mean, we're still alive. There is a an, there is another <laughs> step of cancer beyond this, and it's the lethal kind. I don't think we can get lethal cancer anymore. For time, there's a kind where we turn into monsters as well. Yeah, I. I try not to think about that either. <sighs> Ivy, just kind of rolls her eyes, and Basil says. I maybe you you weren't paying super close attention, but we <laughs> did just say that the mythol is trying to drain all magical energy around it into itself, and we're we're wizards. Well, yep. I'm a wizard too. You I are mean, not I'm a wizard. 
I don't want to get into body. the semantic. Their key. Their he, faces just go blank. No, you are not. He a points. Wizard. He points through his open door to the diploma that is mounted on the wall of their cottage. <laughs> we are wizards. Okay, okay, okay. And then I point out towards the sky and I say, "But I am a magic user too, and I was fine down there." Uh, did you go into the mythal chamber? Oh, you know I didn't. Uh-huh. Hey, oh, you're not. All right, let's leave. Did did I? Uh-huh. Uh, Leyland did. Didn't I have to roll something yeah. when I went in there? Yeah. yeah. I oh. I jumped in there when I was getting chased by the yeah. spiders. Leyland, cast some you can still cast cantrips, right? Uh, I use my shadow powers. That's about all. I don't think Layl I don't think Rangers get cantrips, do they? Oh my god! All of no. Leyland's Wait. spellcraft is gone. <laughs> um, Rangers don't get cantrips. Rangers are quartercaster. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have any cantrips. They don't have cantrips. Uh, they have one cantrip, and it's shoot bow. Yeah, arrow. Yes. <laughs> non magic <laughs> missile. <laughs> mundane missile. Mundane <laughs> missile. Roll a finger magic attack roll. <laughs> so, okay. Um, the mythol is set to suck instead of blow. Uh, we would have to jumpstart it with something very powerful to get it going. We don't really have anything like that available to us immediately. Um, group huddle. Let's discuss our options here. We leave. Yep, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, simple, done. I... We're, we're low on battery. We need to get back and charge up the mainland. Yep. We also need to sell our stuff. Yep. Do we Wait, want to if be we here can. when the gnomes arrive, though? So, like, should we go recharge Well, they tell us if they were coming. They Wouldn't did they? tell us they were coming, I thought. No, they, I thought, they, they I thought we had to wait three would... to five days. So they're still processing our request. Yeah. And then they're going to oh. tell us yes or no after three to five business days. At oh. which point, it'll probably be okay. like another five to seven business days before they are able to process yeah, that request. In the we're a week off the continent. They're off the other side of the continent. Teleportation, though. Yeah. I still don't want to lower the shields, but that's that's not, not here, so we'll talk about it later. Yeah. All right. Um... We can always create another circle out in the middle of the <laughs> No. Just, no. Um, well, what we need to do is we need to tear up Teliferous's built-in magic teleportation circle. and craft not, not a problem for right now. Yes. <laughs> Let's just go to land. Okay. We, uh, we've done yeah. everything we can here. All aboard. Choo-choo. Um, the Teliferous, uh, I put it up to full steam. And uh, once everyone's on board, the, the paddle wheel on the back starts to spin up. Oh, my God. <laughs> off we go. So does the captain's chair have pedals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, does Desmond ever use them? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody else has to. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just going to... We've got a couple extra days of hang time, so... Um, I'm going to zigzag us a little bit on our course so that um, if people were scrying on us when we were not in the shield, uh, they'll have a little bit less idea of where we're going to end up on the continent. Also, if there's any other islands out here, I want to mark those on my map. Um, just doing a little bit of recon on our way back in and also trying to throw people off our trail. Okay. Uh, That's about it. You do the thing. Does do anybody else have anything they want to do on this return trip? Just practicing my elemental wild shapes. Uh, somebody should, like, have one of those ant eggs and, like, make a sketch of it each day to make sure they're not, like, growing still. I'll check in on them. Because it would suck if we suddenly had, like, 18 rock biters in, hatch in the middle of our ship during the night and then they like go interbreed with the giant ants and it just becomes a big problem 
Hootie Hootie Get Booty? Oh, yeah. That's a much better way. Um, yeah, I go uh, Hoot Hoot Get Boot. Uh, I just <laughs> take like a, some time-lapse you know, snapshots. Okay. Uh, it doesn't appear that they are getting any larger. Okay. Or rather... The ones that already resemble rock biters aren't getting any larger. The geodes, the ones that still look like crystals, are they remain as crystals. Okay, awesome. After right. yeah, about a, a week of travel or so, you spot land again. The, uh, the land Ahoy. of your forefathers, your home sweet home, the continent of Aldraxia. Ah. Oh. There it is. The dwarf, the dwarven crew lets out a cheer and <laughs> are uh, immensely comforted by the fact that they will soon no longer be hanging out over a bottomless void. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I uh, turn back to the captain and the first mate and I say, where to? I mean, Lori's. Lori would probably buy this stuff, right? Yeah. I'm thinking Lori's. Good, yeah, it's a good spot. I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, as I remember it, Lori's sort of like we would have to fly over a good chunk of Aldrax for that to yes, occur in a straight line. So we can go I'm, around through the dragonglass. Yeah, set us down on the edge here for like a couple days just to refuel some of our meter, and then uh. Give everyone time to, you know, get out, stretch their legs, touch grass, um, and then, yeah, take us up and around the sort of left edge of Aldrax and touch down at Lori's. This proceeds without incident, and you arrive at Lori's Lounge. Uh... Or Dennis Misfortune. I honestly can't remember which one is the official canon name, and I'm too lazy to go check my notes. I'm pretty sure it's Lounge. It, Lori's Lounge sounds much better. Uh, it's got to be Lounge. I say Lounge so many times in the episode descriptions. Yeah. Um, we could just have incorrect episode descriptions from the beginning <laughs> of time. I, I never use the word Den, so it's definitely Lounge. I think that uh, might be like the VIP area. The den of oh, misfortune. Yeah, maybe. Sure, we'll mm -hmm. go with that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we touched down. I think um, let's, you know, bring a sample of these, a couple of these eggs of, you know, varying stages of development under, you know, wraps so that other people can't see what we're taking in. Um, put the dwarf crew on full alert. Um... And then uh, everybody uh, pulls names from the hat because this is a ground operation where we're going to be amongst other people, potentially people who can shapeshift into us. Um, what uh, what are our code names from patches again? Code words. <laughs> you didn't have code names. Well, yeah, they they are. They're a little of both at this point. If you didn't remember to write them down, I'm not like... If you forgot them, you forgot them. Oh, no, this is... You're right. This is seven days later. Um, I can so... actually hang on. I'll, I'll pull up the email <laughs> again, and you can roll a d4 for yeah, your yeah, names. Yeah. That sounds good. One, I rolled a two. One second. I want to be drag draconic bees. You already did that one. Yeah, you I know. You can't, you can't have you the did. same one. All right, uh, Terrajux, your code phrase is Pancake Rainstorm. Oh, yes! I got a three. Pancake Rain, I got a two. Falrock, your code phrase is Rock Candy. Uh, right. Ched, you need to reroll, because you got a two last what? time. Oh, these are character-specific? Three. Berry Blend. Oh. I got a three. Leyland, your code phrase is Rip Stonies. <laughs> oh god <laughs> depressing I got a one Desmond your code phrase is no words just alcohol ah <laughs> oh, so good alright uh, let's go you uh you touch down 
Maravaggio is uh, standing at the door, looking absolutely resplendent in his 18th century pugilist attire. Oh, it's good to be back! 19th century pugilist? 19th century pugilist attire. Yeah. Uh, he looks you up and down and says, I wasn't expecting to see you today. Haha, <laughs> well, few people ever do. Good point. Uh, we'd like, we'd like to uh, talk with the boss if she's got a minute. We have some uh, exotic wares from far off lands that may interest her attention. Yeah, that can probably be arranged. Great. Well, we'll just uh, hit the slots until you need us. Yep, I'll uh, I'll send somebody to collect you and take her up to her office if she if she's available to meet with you. I give him a respectful double double finger pistols and a wink, and uh, sashay into the lounge of misfortune. I did. I switched into my nice clothes because this is an upscale joint. It is an upscale joint, and you have to you have to blend in. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to cruise around. I'm going to, you know, eavesdrop, drop into conversations, uh, schmooze a little bit, persuade people that I'm a cool dude. Uh, that goes very poorly. <laughs> we are no longer blending. In. All right. Yeah, the uh, the lounge is hopping as usual. All kinds of fancy folks playing the playing the tables, playing the cards getting stuff done um after about 20 minutes a well-dressed skeleton appears and uh collects the five of you and brings you up to laurie's office okay uh laurie gets a juxian bow oh my uh, yeah no 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 like i head honchos you know yeah literally in her case <laughs> Literally a head honcho, you're right. Um, does she greet us in lich form or halfling form? She is behind her desk in halfling form uh, when you enter. She does not typically mm -hmm. exist in her, in her demi-lich form um, unless she is absolutely certain that it is kosher for her to do so. Sure. Well, uh, everyone shuffles in, you know, close the door, and uh, without saying too much, I will just sort of lay out a velvet uh, drapery over the flat surface of her desk, place a cloth-wrapped mystery object on it, and then with a little bit of panache, uh, unveil the geodesic egg therein. And just say, what do you think? Hang on, sorry, I'm trying to pull her accent back up. <laughs> Don't worry, um, it's not coated in a ganache, it's coated in uh, acid. <laughs> and panache. The orb rises up off of the desk and floats over to <gasps> her face and she kind of turns it this way and that. I thought she was going to lick it to identify. She doesn't have a tongue. <laughs> you, know, you understand my confusion, then. Just like he, he's gasping at the uh, kinesis as though he's never seen magic before. <laughs> <gasps> Parlor tricks, my favorite. And she says, well, I say it is quite pleasant to see the five of you again. I'm glad that your adventures have left you... Relatively intact. <laughs> well, you know. Just a little broke. Drug. Hmm, aren't we all a little broke? <clears throat> <clears throat> she examines the the orb mo more closely and says, Now this is very interesting. It seems to be a form of organic crystal or gemstone. Wherever oh. did you find this? Well, the the where is uh, one matter. The quantity is another. Um, 
If you do have an interest in this particular object, we did happen to bring back more from our travels. Well, it's difficult to say for certain without having these crystals properly appraised, but I can tell that these are going to have some very interesting properties simply from a thaumaturgic perspective. You do understand. Of course. No, you I, don't. Uh, no, yep. you don't. I sweetheart. know what thaumaturgy is. <laughs> can I? Yeah. Can I deception that? Like you could, if you want to try and deceive <laughs> Laurie of Laurie's I, lounge. I feel like I have to make a good show of it, or she won't respect me. It's that's like, fair. Go ahead and make it's your like, roll. If, if I don't try to lie, she's gonna be like, "Oh, yeah, we're square. not desperate. We have plenty of money. <laughs> this is we can go to other buyers." Uh, that is a twenty-five on deception. Uh, she winks at you and says, of course you do, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, tell you what, Lori, um, on account of our great history together and, uh, good business that we've done, first one's free. Uh, take this particular orb as a token of our goodwill and, uh, see if you can discern a use for it if it would be valuable to you and then uh, come back around and see how many more you want to buy off us and then or if uh, you know of buyers that would be interested or, in or if it, you know some it. other interested parties or uh, heck we'll uh, you know we can go get more of them if uh, that's something that would be of interest she oh, okay. kind of waves a, a hand that you know doesn't exist um, yes. at you as she she continues to examine the the orb and she says oh i'm sure i could find buyers for trinkets and curiosities like these you have to understand most of my clientele are stupidly wealthy and i i do mean that they are stupid and wealthy well, those are my favorite kind of people it would be oh, very at simple. an auction with you know two very motivated buyers what uh, would the antique road show Estimated price be on these bad boys. <laughs> well, I will need some time to appraise them, she says. And at that point, the orb that you have graciously gifted her is cut clean in half. <gasps> and the crystals and inside... Her, her blade. <laughs> <laughs> the crystals her, inside... Her katana, like, very briefly came out of its sheath. <laughs> out of, yeah, but it's... It's like an umbrella. It's an umbrella that has a blade in the handle. Yes. Oh, fuck, that's cool. Um, so the orb, the orb splits in two, and the crystals inside float out and sort of form a ring around the shell. And it starts to rotate. Uh, you are treated to the very disconcerting image of Lori's skull rising up out of the top of her head. Ugh. Um, and magic sparks between the various gemstones that are set in her eyes and in place of some of her teeth and flickers out to sort of zap the crystals that are drifting in midair. Um, the effect of which is functionally similar to a rave as <laughs> these different colored lights kind of flicker through the, these crystals and the, uh, refraction splashes against the walls, um, there are some smells, ozone, and burning hair, and cloves, and uh, lavender. Some smoke of different colors. Um, at one point, the or the crystals are, are moved into various configurations, and different magical charges run through them. Uh, at one point, the whole thing is spread out over about three feet, and there's a web of electricity suspended between each of the pieces as it wheels overhead Ooh, ah. um, and then the crystals condense back down into their original form and the shell clicks closed over top of them and the orb settles back onto her desk she says well that was certainly an interesting exercise I think I could probably take these off your hands. Some of them will be 
useful as souvenirs for my clientele, but I think I can make some use of them myself in some of my own research. Great. Well, uh, where do you want them? I will have my, oh. if you are... first? <laughs> Price? <laughs> I'm willing to pay you 250 gold pieces for each orb. How many orbs do we have? Leyland got covered in a lot of acid to get these. He looks perfectly fine to me. It's the emotional damage, you understand. I am not a therapist. I recommend you find one if you're experiencing trauma. Yes, they're they're very expensive is the thing. How many, how many do we have? You That's collected probably about 75 of these. Okay. So we're looking at uh, 18,000 thereabouts. That sounds That's reasonable. Let's say for, for Lael and B literally looking at into his pockets and seeing no gold that seems like a fair sum so um, joe can you remind me briefly the reagents for the adamantine uh destroyer oh. is like ten thousand a pop hang on because <laughs> that like that is the bar by which we have to weigh all of our yes but that's not the only thing we spend money on kind of is like we don't we spend it on ball. room and board we need a portable hall <laughs> but so you can just put it up in the sanctuary <laughs> yeah wow you know what <laughs> i thought it'd be cool to have a portable hole ceiling with a disco ball inside but okay <laughs> uh where did i even put that it's about 5,000 gold for one dose. Oh, okay. So so a little bit better. Three doses? That's I, I think that's totally fine. Pretty good, yeah. So yeah, All let's right. take it. Fair price. Uh, honest work for honest pay. Sweetheart, I don't think you've done a single day of honest work in your entire <laughs> life. <laughs> well... Who can say? And the uh, one of the eye socket gems of the skull flashes at you in a wink before it settles <laughs> back into Lori's head. So the thing is, now I'm going to be picturing Lori as Sans forever. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> if right, that's how you um... choose to perceive her, there is nothing I can do to stop you. <laughs> well, uh... Sounds like a plan. Uh, shake on it? I don't remember how we do this. She smiles and says, If you're concerned, I can drop a contract. Uh, I don't think that's fine. No, I think, I think we can be on that point with Glory, I'd say. <laughs> if you were going to double-cross and... us, you would have done it a long time ago. Well, like, and how are we going to enforce the contract if you decide to... Uh, go back on it like what judge are we going to put that contract in front of and say Lori uh, this undead ultimate fucking lich decided not to pay us our gold um, <laughs> for these 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 eggs that we found um, can you make her pay us or give us the eggs back thanks the best part is I think Aldraxon's small claims court kicks in at 20,000 gold so <laughs> we wouldn't even go in front of a magistrate <laughs> <laughs> She smiles and says, you are very perceptive, dear. So I'm glad that you don't feel the need to draw up any formal paperwork. If you're amenable, I can have my staff uh, carry the orbs into the lounge and deposit your pay in the tree ship if you choose, or you are welcome to do so yourself. I yeah, we don't... That'll, uh, that'll work nicely. Don't yeah, need a contract, uh, but uh, how about we wink on it? <laughs> she winks at you. Cause we, cause we, yeah. I wink back respectfully. Uh -huh. <laughs> we can't shake on it. I mean, she could. She could shake on it. Like she is capable of producing. That was illusory. Oh, corp she is capable of producing corporeal illusions because uh -huh. she's demi-lich. Yeah. 
Yeah, no thanks. We'll wink. Uh huh. She can produce illusory hot dogs that taste like real hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> illusory hot dogs that taste like brats. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we wink on it, and then I assume a a gaggle of skeletons uh, dance and jangle their way into the ship, and then grab a bunch of eggs and then jangle their way back out. What happens is that there is a line of skeletons that extends from where you store the orbs on Teliferous to the lounge, and they each pass an orb to each other, forming a skeleton railgun. Yes! 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 (laughs) I've read about these. (laughs) They're like heads flip back on their, their ribs. And their ribs open up, and they all like bend backwards and just create a yeah, a giant <laughs> rail. How how fast uh, are these traveling in six seconds? <laughs> well, so what actually happens is um, it goes all the way down to the basement where Lori's got a ring of skeletons, and they accelerate these orbs <laughs> to like nine tenths the speed of light, and then collide them together so she can see what oh. constituent magic they're made out of. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The large humorous collider. <laughs> oh no! Now I'm done. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, on a more silly note, what each of these skeletons? Each of yeah. these skeletons uh, produces a different tone when when their rib cage is struck. Oh yeah. And as each orb passes through, it plays the Lori's Lounge jingle, which is. Da 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 da. And when the final orb has been extracted, a sack of gold makes its way back down the skeleton <laughs> daisy chain and is deposited in Teliferous. <laughs> Just clocks Basil at twice the speed of sound. <laughs> All right, that was efficient. It was. It was very efficient. That's a whole episode and a half now where nothing has gone traumatically wrong. <laughs> and here yeah. we are. Oh, go boy. Yeah, uh, let's all get back on the ship that we love so much. Yep. <laughs> maybe maybe you guys should have like some kind of meal together to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Heroes um, Feast? There's more of the Lori have like a famous steakhouse or something in the lounge. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, it, yeah. Okay. It's called Ribby's. <sighs> I'm smiling. <laughs> you uh, sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> or uh yeah, let's let's go do that. Let's you know, we just we did it. We said we were gonna go out and make money and we made money. No one died, there was hardly any trauma. Comparatively, <laughs> and nobody or was I impaled. Just twitching, nobody just was like, impaled. why are we saying this out loud? <laughs> nobody got impaled. It was That's like incredible. some psychic damage, a little bit of acid. Like we're good. All right, we we go to a steakhouse, um, and I I crowd everybody together so we can get a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. To the crew of Teliferous. You hand, many more to come. You hand <laughs> the, uh, you snatch an arm off of a passing skeleton waiter. Oh my god, yes. Put the recording oh. bottle in it and hold it out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, and snap a, a nice photograph of, of the crew of Teliferous. Everybody except Terrajux looks very grumpy. <laughs> It's delicious and very overpriced. Yep. Uh, this this meal is going to cost you ten gold pieces a person. Ooh. Fine. They don't actually have the money, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you wish to do before whatever your next harebrained scheme may be? Um. Do I have any letters from uh, Queen Aurelia? I, I check the, or I probably the beekeeper at this point. Um, 
I check the bonsai apple blossom tree for missives. There are no missives at the bonsai apple tree. All right. Uh, well, Desmond, you do get a notification that your um, message to Hopstonopolis has been received and processed, and the committee is deliberating on your request. Splendid. How's the upgrade forge doing? It's going. Remind me what's in the upgrade forge. Um, a Plato adamantine wand. Right. Air quotes on wand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made a, a Plato snake out of adamantine <laughs> and dipped it in the blood of a cursed king, and then put it in the upgrade forge. Uh, it's 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 working. There are right. runes lit up, and you know the gentle hum of progress. I'll take it. Huh, okay. Um, so yeah, everybody, I assume after we're all back on Teliferous after a nice celebratory dinner, what are we going to do now? Take over the world. <laughs> Same thing we do every night. Uh, tree Ship 2, the quest for more money? I think Tree Ship 2, quest for more money. I would totally be down for that. Um, do we have any leads? I think that was our biggest one. Well, you know, you know how we fix this, right? Uh, I uh, no, I don't. Follow me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Desmond, you better have a really good lead from Aquila. I don't want to go off on some like half-baked bullshit here. All you have to do is believe. Faith. <laughs> He's gonna go and like spit in the holy pool of water. What? No. That would be gross. I wash what? my armpits in there. That's how you scry. <laughs> That's how you, sc how you start the scrying. Because in this sanctuary, we do wash our pits in the pool of sacred tears. Yep. That's canon. <laughs> and it's weird because we all have to share the same basin, and I don't like doing it, but like, I'd well... feel weird if I didn't, so... <laughs> yep. Peer pressure. That's why I don't go in there very often, is the elaborate armpit cleaning process. Uh, so from outside the threshold to the temple, so I'm not technically inside, uh, I call out to Desmond and say, oh, can I have a heading or something to go towards, or is this like a metaphorical journey? I, I place a single tea leaf in the center of the pool. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's, it's a metaphorical journey. Got it. Uh, <laughs> always, it's always metaphorical. <laughs> and, and go ahead. I was like, I'm gonna make a silent prayer and then look to see which direction the the tea leaf goes. The tea leaf remains exactly in the center of the pool. <laughs> yeah, but like, is it pointing north? The tea leaf changes shape so that it is a perfect circle. <laughs> I think we should supposed to stay where we're at. I don't like the sound of that. That's a shitty yeah. divination. You know what? It's up for interpretation. No, no, no. Fuck that. I know what we're going to do. I go up to the top of the tree. I lick my finger. I hold it up and I consult the wind. There is no wind. I don't like that even more. I go downstairs mm. and say, alright, I think we're supposed to stay where we are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that either. I don't like this at all, but uh, we're let's... we're just outside of Lori's, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, technically in Aldrax, but yeah. Yeah. What's the like? It's just a calm day, and it's, it's a beautiful no. day in Aldrax, and, and you, you are, are a horrible yeah. adventuring party. <laughs> mm. I would like to, um... We need to get Lori's, out of here. Lori's lounge is, like, on the edge of a lake. It's too late. We've already messed up. It is on the edge of a lake, yes. Are there... So, I'm trying to get a scope of, like, are there people here that I would recognize as far as, like, their carriages or their boats? Or... Okay. It's what? too soon that we, we shouldn't have come back here. It's all Drax. It's fine. Look, 
there's like we're here they're not going to be able to send beekeepers in to fuck with our tree this time because we're going to kick their asses well it's because we put cowboy hats on all of them <laughs> yes that's exactly now, right. you're right now they need ye keepers instead of beekeepers that's right <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, God. <laughs> just imagine, you, like, the bees are patrolling and you're just, like, very, very faint. Oh. <laughs> Awful. Every time they sting you, there's a whip crack sound. <laughs> like, Lail and do, like, I have a bad feeling about this insight check or something. You can make an insight check if you want. Uh, it's a total of 24. It's a beautiful day in all <laughs> That's all you get. I don't want to uh, be here anymore, guys. Okay, well, where are we going? Like, dying guy or something, like... Yeah, oh, I suppose we do need to probably drop off the dwarves and, like... The, go to our the Iconoclast hideout, like... Well, yeah, yeah, we should probably... Somewhere not here. Um... Falrock, where do we get the ingredients for adamantine catalyst? Can we do that? Uh, pretty sure we had to work on that. Like the dying guy and uh, wizards were the okay. ones who worked on that. Yeah, let's go. Let's go get like two doses of that while we've got the money, just so we're, you know, kind of stocked up. Uh, yeah, I'll take off. The no, trailer. no, no, no. No. If if Aquila is telling us to stay here, I do not want to bring her wrath to Dangaya. Man. While God. this is all going on, I'm setting up a more a more involved divination. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what does that look like? Um it looks like uh, me creating a sphere of water floating above the spring with with myself sitting in inside of it. Uh-huh. I'm inverted I... upside down. Okay. Go and get on the guns. <laughs> Leyland's anxiety is playing way up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Desmond, you don't see anything in the water. Ted is going to cast um, ritual cast locate um, animal for the nearest bird. They're birds. They're out and about. Okay, so he's just gonna he's gonna cast speak with um, animals with his um, staff of the woodlands and uh, hail it. It lands on your staff and looks at you. Hey, how are you doing? It just keeps looking at you. Oh no! Is it not smart enough? Oh, it might not have a high enough intelligence. No, that's not it. <laughs> did I cat? Did I cast speak with animals, Joe? Yeah, no. mm -hmm. Okay. It's because this bird is a fucking snitch. <laughs> Birds aren't real. Oh no! <laughs> you see the glint of his camera eye shift. <laughs> oh no! No, uh, it's, it's so just it, a normal bird. It doesn't. Respond. Yeah, but you know who has a flock of normal birds? No. Someone we fucked with. <laughs> I'm I'm running to Fall Rock. <laughs> All right. Hi, Desmond. I'm I'm com I'm completely drenched and out of breath, and I'm going. I don't know what's going on, but I need an adult. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried talking to Aquila, and she's not answering my calls, and this doesn't happen, and I don't know what to do. Okay. Well. All right, just Desmond. Hyper, start yeah. hyperventilating. No, I'm hyperventilating. Ugly okay, crying. I'm gonna get you to sit down. Okay. Um, <laughs> hand him a paper bag, but when yep. he yeah. goes to breathe in and out of it, it mis mysteriously has a <laughs> bottle of booze inside. <laughs> <laughs> he just like a bottle of booze just falls out of it, open into his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what she wants for me. I did everything I did last time. I did yeah, nothing changed. Okay. I don't understand. Desmond, I, I am probably not the person to talk to you about Aquila problems because the gods don't necessarily like talking to me. Well, All like Aquila me ever did was put out my fire, not actually help me manage it. So, Well, I, I, I don't know what she did to me, but the water's I, not I'm, wet. I, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. We've been getting a lot of really 
difficult to deal with omens right now. Water's not but... wet. Wind isn't blowing. Birds aren't chirping. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, on from the other side of Fall Rock, to add to the crazy, there's just Tarjuk going, the doldrums. The doldrums are here. It's still air that kills the gliders. The doldrums. Okay. All right. Look. Everybody needs to just take a minute and calm down. Why don't we make some pancakes? We all like pancakes, right? Go make some pancakes. Okay. I'm gonna go sit in the chair. <laughs> I, I escort. Leyland has almost vaporized like. 10 <laughs> Anytime <now>. somebody leaves <laughs> Laurie's lounge, the hey. the crystals all light up, and he's like, "Wait, it's just some <laughs> random rich person." <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit in the captain's chair and run a diagnostics on the tree. I check with the crew to see. Uh, to see if they've noticed anything weird. Uh, the crew seems perfectly fine. Like, okay. they're just going about their business. Desmond, your diagnostics don't return anything worrying or, or unusual. Can I start right. the engine? Yeah. Okay. Can I lift off? I... Yeah, the tree takes up. It's leave. Okay. I go about no, 50 feet in the air, should... then I set it down again. Yeah. Okay. We were told to stay put. Let's not piss off the listening? one god that doesn't hate us. Necessarily. Let's look. <laughs> theoretically, theoretically. God, I love all the qualifiers we have to stick on the end. Yeah, we, we really have to stick a I just look. We're probably not the favorite person of much of any people right now. But we're we're un uneasily alright here. Let's sleep it off and maybe we'll get directions in the morning. Sleep it off. Sleep, as in rest, take a nap. Oh, you mean for, drunken for stupor? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay. So, Knock yourself <laughs> out then, literally. Okay. Let's give it a day. I'm, I'm going to go hide in my um, pantry. Maybe this will be one of the times Hopsonopolis gets back to us really quickly. <laughs> I'm still leaving the shield on. Set the bees to full shield. Every on. thing should be on. I go to the dwarves and I tell them I need. There, there's going to be like patrols throughout <laughs> the night. Um, everyone take a shift. Uh, all the train, the training I've done with them recently, for, it's going to be put to the test. Doing drills. All right, um, the dwarves are before, on high alert. Before bed, I I go back up to the highest branch. Uh, once more, uh, still completely calm, no wind. No wind. All right. Um, I'm gonna fly up uh, like 500 feet into the air and just do like a like circular just look and see if there's any any weird shit on the horizon. Should we send a sending message just in case to some iconoclasts? <laughs> In the event no. that you don't hear from us in 48 hours, <laughs> send the more? Like, send the people after our corpses? Like, what? If you don't hear from us, we're probably captured by Enlist Aldrax. Yeah. Possible <laughs> suspect. Yeah. Rucks. Um, do I uh, see anything out of the ordinary? Make a perception check. Uh, yeah. Oh, I actually rolled well for once on a perception check. That's an 18. Uh, it looks to be a, a, you know, brilliant blue sky. The sun is, is starting to set. It is evening. Um, the neon lights of Lori's Lounge are starting to flicker on and draw further unfortunate souls into its, into its maw. <laughs> okay. Uh, where's Gloria right now? She is off to the southwest. Basil, Ivy, accounted for, doing well. They are sitting in their living room, sipping tea and reading. Okay, we need to watch this to make sure the the video feed doesn't loop. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep. Leland <laughs> is staying on the man deck throughout the night. Okay. All right. Yeah, I go to bed. Yeah. And doing updates from the dwarves throughout the night on their shifts. All right. 
You each tuck into your various bed chambers or patrol oh, rooms. I'm hiding. I'm hiding in you're the. In, you're pantry. in your liquor pantry. Yes, but I am. I am completely passed out. Shit face drunk. Okay. Um, you're not sure how much time passes. Oh, go ahead. No, just great. Our captain's drunk at a critical juncture. It's fine. Yep, it'll be Can't perfectly he fine. Restore himself, though. I mean, if he can remember how to cast the spell. <laughs> yeah, he has to be sober to remember how to restore. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't prepare restoration. We need to get him a spell storing ring that always has. <laughs> yeah. Just put create booze in it. <laughs> it's got. Sure, it's a, give me enough coffee to work. A ring that has the words "hangover cure" inscribed on the inside. <laughs> anyway. You're not sure how much time passes because you're in probably the most secure location in the tree ship. Um, <laughs> but you you come to kind of muzzily, and there is somebody else in the pantry here with you. Oh Jesus! Oh, uh, okay, what what do they look like? She is tall and has hair that is flowing and blue, and she is oh. looking at you with eyes the color of the open sea. Oh. And smiling it's, with it's... maternal affection, she leans down and kisses your forehead and says, I'm so proud of you, my son, but we still have a lot of work to do. And you oh. fade from consciousness. Woo! I am, I am but a vessel for your will. Terajux, you are asleep in your bedchamber, uh, and you feel somebody shake you awake by the shoulder. Uh, uh, Leyland, it's fine. And you blink upwards, and you see your father. A a stern-looking man with your eyes and hair what? like a storm cloud. Um, he says, I'm sorry to wake you up, but maybe you wanted to play catch? And he tosses a little ball of lightning in one hand. <laughs> Take your time. But, you know, not too much time. It's a beautiful night. Yeah. Great. He throws the ball of lightning directly at your chest, and you are filled with coruscating energy and pass out. (laughs) Leyland, you are Mm -hmm. on the bridge. Um... Looking at your wrist, even though you're not wearing a watch, because the latest patrol uh, is a couple minutes late. Uh, make a perception check, please. A total of 17. You notice that the shadows in the room are all pointing towards you. That's very unsettling. You turn around, and there is a a woman standing behind you with eyes like midnight. And she looks you up and down and says, You can struggle all you want, but you were always going to be mine. And you find yourself sinking into the shadows that have pooled around your feet. Uh-huh. Falrock, you are... Sleeping, or perhaps meditating. I don't know. What are you doing? Probably meditating more than sleeping. You're meditating, thinking about the ill portents of the day and the delicious steak dinner that you had earlier. Um, when you feel a heat and uh, a light on your eyelids. Hello? I opened my eyes. There is a sphere of light suspended in front of you and it speaks in a a booming voice and it says now is the time of creation and it gets brighter and brighter until you cannot see anything else and then it is dark ched where are you i'm up in my room um crouched sleeping you are woken by unusual tremors traveling through the tree 
and you spot across from you in the darkness a creature of some description. And as you look at it, you realize that it is, in fact, rather difficult to describe what kind of creature it is. It seems to have the body of a horse and the legs of an octopus and the head of a crocodile, and then those change, and it has different features. It's shifting, changing, and inconsistent. And it regards you steadily with a predator's eye. And as you watch, a, a tendril or vine of some kind grows out of its shoulder towards you and spreads open like a hand reaching out. I'm, am I conscious? Yes, uh, you I are conscious. I, oh, okay. Bartholomew, stop! And I slap the tentacle. I'm sorry! <laughs> <laughs> I summoned you weird. I didn't mean to. And the <laughs> the tendril bursts into a thousand more vines that wrap you up. And hey. all is blackness. And that's where we're going to stop. Gah! This has been the final episode of The Alchemist Club before our little hiatus. I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master, and it has been a pleasure to be your host and dungeon master for the years that we have done this. I will be back. We will carry on with The Alchemist Club when I am settled into my new life. If you wish to get in touch with us, I will still be checking email and relaying uh, these things, or I, I might give the keys over to uh, somebody else here to check the letters for me. But you can reach us at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com. You can find us in all the spaces that you have come to expect the Alchemist Club, and we will continue to post there, um, more or less indefinitely, or until you know the story is finally finished. Uh, our socials, Matthew. You can find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok. And our intrepid adventurers, the Barons of the Wandering Tree, the the five infused with hatchling blood, are Daniel playing Ched Fleek. Hey all, playing Desmond. I'm Zach and I play Fall Rock. I'm Matt and I play Layla. Waffle playing Tarajax Heiko. Thank you for joining us.